of Iron. I'm John Anderson. Meet my co-host, Nick Best, and Austin Williams. We're going to have some amazing guests on the show. Buckle up tight, because we're going to be talking about the shit you're not supposed to be talking about. We're going to be discussing anything and everything it takes to become a legend of iron. Legends of Iron is brought to you by MuscleMets. MuscleMets is the creator of Carnival Pure Beef Protein Icing. Beef builds muscle and Carnivore is the world's number one selling beef protein. Welcome to another edition of Legends of Iron. I'm John Anderson with me always. My partner's crowd, Nick Best. Unfortunately, Ockham Williams could not be here today, but we have got a killer show for you. We've got another dynamic duo when i say another we had another really really strong couple well i gotta tell you these guys i'm telling you it might be neck and neck i don't know who's a stronger couple but it's gonna be fun to talk about i'll tell you that much mm. a couple that lives together stays together please welcome Brittany diamond and ben pollock how are you guys welcome to the show pretty good thank you <clears throat> yeah we're good now we got this podcast figured out <laughs> Well, hey, don't worry about it. I, I'm a, when it comes down to anything technical, I am about as upside down as it gets. So you couldn't be any worse than I am. So we're all in the same boat here. You know, yeah. we can lift heavy shit. We, we don't know how to mess with computers and stuff. You know, that's what it kind of comes down to, right? <laughs> so let's start off. Tell us how you guys met and became, you know, one of the world's strongest couples. I slid in the what did you say? Her DMs. And I was used to him, but it worked. She really looked at me. So what so what happened? You guys just started talking on, on social media? Yep. I think I tell a story better. Okay. Good. He kept he was doing one of those guy things where he's trying to get my attention by like liking stuff and replying to stories. And I'm like, what is this? What does he want? I'm like, yeah, he's strong. He's cool. But like, he's just being annoying in the DM. And so finally I answered because he was smart. Well, he is smart. Uh, <laughs> he, he said something about how I like, I had failed the Hatfield squat. And he said like, that requires some mental toughness. So my reply was, okay, well, I'm answering you, Ben. So do you have any secret wife, girlfriend, fiance, anything you want to tell me about? Because we all know how DMs are. <laughs> I like how she pretended to be interested when she kept, like, replying back. I mean, it took a while to reply back. Like, a minute. <laughs> no, there was a couple DMs. I have proof. <laughs> this is this is exactly what having a couple's on. You guys are doing just literally talking. That's This is perfect. Because what I tell you. There are people all over the country and the world that look at you guys as, you know, you're big, you're strong, you've both accomplished a lot. And all they want to do is hear you guys talk like you're doing right now. So this is this is really cool. So ultimately, you guys meet on social media. How long did it take to go from, you know, the the social media world to the in-person world? <laughs> oh, that was a while. That was like two months. Okay. So what talk, describe the first meeting in person. Um, so she picked me up from the airport. My flight got delayed because uh, of weather, and she had gotten kicked out of her apartment. <laughs> I still don't really understand why that happened. And so we get back it's to her gonna place. Be, it's it's like, going to be a good show. This is good stuff. <laughs> got kicked out like, of your apartment. 
we're wild cards. I'm just going to throw that out. Everything in this podcast, me and Ben, including how we entered this podcast today, which is why <laughs> it's not the, the clearest picture. We're throwing all the wild cards. So I'll let Ben continue. So, oh, yeah. So we get back to her place at like 2 a.m. Not my place. Okay. My friend's place. But let me stay. So I was having <laughs> a guy visit. <laughs> So, um, so oh, real yeah, quick, Ben, you morning. actually took you took a flight just to go see her, correct? Or were yeah. you doing an appearance somewhere? Well, yeah, so it wasn't just to go see her. We were also going to my buddy Taylor was supposed to do a show in uh Charmin show in Pennsylvania okay. and okay. ended up dropping out, but decided to stay with the girl that you know what? It's a long story. I'm gonna skip that part. Um <laughs> 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 We got back to our apartment at like 2 a.m. I hadn't eaten in like six hours and she gave me an edible and I'm kind of a lightweight. So I got really, really high. You took and, a, an edible on an empty stomach. Yes. Oh, mercy. Oh, mercy. Yeah, yeah I can. I, I feel your pain there. Uh, even on a full stomach, it's still going to hit like a ton of bricks. It, it's, it's a fun one. I brought you rice cakes and tuna, but you refused them. So, so you guys, are, you guys are, are in your first your first time together in person and ben you're just basically high as a kite right I how did this, how, how did this oh. unfold yeah. <laughs> oh my god so how did this unfold how, really, how we're, 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 i'm saying you guys are trying to commute like you're trying to communicate but you're pretty messed up Brittany. were you also on edible too or were you were you sober trying to communicate with someone that was not <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha. And okay. Gotcha. Okay. I put Animal Planet on because I didn't know what else to do, and I have like this adrenaline rush going because you know I never met someone. Yeah, my phone's ringing. Okay. <laughs> just let it go. Just, just let it go. Don't We're moving in about a month, and my phone's on Do Not Disturb, so the only person I can get through is like the apartment people. So. We're actually moving in with Nick. Yeah. There you huh? go. That's perfect. Yeah. He's got really a spare room. Yeah. I, I figured you gotta have one somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we, we do have a spare room. Yep. So you guys are both. So Ben, you're you're really really messed up. Brittany, you're kind of messed up, and you guys are watching Animal Planet. Yep. Correct. Perfect. So this is the first. This is the first encounter together. It actually, uh -huh. sounds like quite quite a lot of fun. Did you guys? How did? It, it was you guys, a blast. <laughs> yeah. We then we drove like eight hours to Pennsylvania. Um, stayed at some Amish Airbnb, uh, and then it just keeps getting better and better. I love it. This is <laughs> so yeah, good stuff. Shout out to Incognito Pleasures. <laughs> so, how did you guys and, find uh, that out? Yeah, that's a good question. How did we uh, find it out? Yeah. Oh well, we got in the Airbnb, and there were business cards all over. And in the bathroom, the shower light was like a strobe light. You know, like when they oh, have the wow. teeth and shit. Yeah, so that kind of set us off. Interesting. So, so you guys I, sounds like you guys kind of just click because you're in weird situations, but you're having fun, and that's what that's what tells you you're with the right person. Is that kind of what it comes down to? That's that's been pretty much the last four months. Yep. There we go. So you real quick, are you guys are you saying forgive me? Are you saying you guys have been together for four months? March, April, May, June. Yep. 
Oh, okay, gotcha. I didn't know you guys were so were so fresh out of the gate. Well, you guys hold yourself like a couple that's been together for years. This is perfect, you know. Right on. Okay. So you guys are both high-end athletes. Uh, do you guys find that that's helpful that you're both uh, high-level athletes, or do you find that sometimes it's it's more uh, more of a pain? I've been in both sides of that with relationships before. How does it play out for you guys? That's a good question. Um, you know, I think that right now we're both, uh, kind of in between prep for any type of show or competition, anything. So Mm -hmm. it hasn't been as much of a, um, factor in a relationship as you might expect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's helpful even just like with everyday life, like Ben said, we're in kind of an in-between stage. But, you know, I can go to the gym for a couple hours and he's not like, where are you or what are you doing? Or, you know, we don't really eat together because we're on our own schedule. So things like that, it's just easy. Yeah. I mean, there's no question having somebody be in a relationship with somebody who understands, you know, what you're willing to do to get where you want to go is helpful. But obviously that at the same time, that can also uh, be a it can work both ways. So it sounds like where you guys are right now, it's it's working in your favor. So that's that's cool. Very cool. So, so Ben, let's, let's drop into your background a little bit. Obviously you, you know, you've accomplished a lot. Give us a kind of a quick, how did it start? Obviously Brittany, you're going to have the same question. So we've got to have, uh, we've got to hear where, how this all started for both of you guys. I started lifting for wrestling uh, in high school and okay. was not a very good wrestler. Enjoyed lifting a lot more. Um, that's but, the, brother, that's, that is my story to the T. I was better lifting weights than all the sports I was lifting the weights for. That's how yeah. <laughs> So I was like, I was kind of serious about it, but like I never even thought about competing or anything. Um, That was all through high school, uh, undergrad, and then first couple years after uh, after graduating, I was working for uh, Freddie Mac and then Google, and I really wasn't enjoying what I was doing at all. So I started looking at uh, graduate school programs. And I found one at the University of Texas that was about the history of physical culture. So the history of powerlifting, bodybuilding, strongman, and everything in between. And reached out to the director of the program, Jan Todd, mm-hmm. and became my advisor. Uh, and uh, yeah, so if you guys know Jan, things yeah. kind of went, went from there. Um, so she runs the Arnold Strongman Show and very influential in powerlifting back in its earlier years. And after our first phone call, she ended the call saying, okay, Ben, I got to go. Uh, Kaz is here. Like referring to Bill Kaz, my only. Anybody just like, oh, okay, well, hopefully I'll see you soon. <laughs> well, it just tells you that you made the right decision with your with your choice of studies. You were in the right place. Yeah, know? definitely. Um, that's kind of what got me into competing more seriously and, and things kind of went for me. Very cool. Brittany, what about you? I started lifting in middle school. I would go to the high school because I wanted to get faster at track. That was my sport. And I wanted a bigger upper body. (laughs) So I pretty much just did squats and bicep curls. And I was always just fascinated with learning about strength. I actually thought I would be more into the bodybuilding side of things until I discovered strongman right after college. So I was a division one rower. I did not go to school for anything fitness related. I was actually business and journalism, wanted to be a reporter. 
And yeah, and then a series of events and competing just kind of led me to where I am now. Very cool. It just kind of like natural unfolded, huh? Exactly. Yeah. Once you once you discovered how strong you were, you thought, well, shit, it's, it's silly not to put this out to the world. And off you went. Yeah. Very cool. I always just like documenting strength training in general. Like Instagram was more of like a journal. And I wanted to help other women, you know, not do so much of the same thing and like learn to get under heavy weight. So that's kind of how it unfolded for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, it's it's crazy. There's so many we all have stories about what is, what got us here and they're all unique and they're all inspiring. So it's, it's great to, great to hear you guys both had kind of your own pathways into what you're doing and now together. Uh, so you guys going back to your, to your relationship. So you guys are only been together for a little while, but are you actually living together now? Yep. Yep. I moved cross country six weeks ago. <clears throat> wow. Very cool. Oh, that's Very awesome. cool. Well, you know, I mean, just like everything that, you know, in extreme sports, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it all the way, right? Pretty much our mentality, yeah. 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 <laughs> it, does, it doesn't make sense in the middle. It's either on or it's off. In the middle doesn't make sense. So right on, man. That's really – that's good shit. I'm, I'm sending positive vibes here. I mean, we knew more mm -hmm. couples like you guys, so it's just really mm -hmm. fucking cool, you know, really cool. Yeah, so like – so what did you think of the dip contest? <laughs> I mean, I was pretty impressed, man. <laughs> that, that that was a lot of fun. So, two years, uh, Brittany and I have done a dip contest at Clash, and uh, this year we kind of got after it. So it was a lot of fun. It was good stuff. Well, you got to tell the good story. Time. You can't just give a little snippet like that, especially since it's got history. Tell yeah. the story, Nick. Well, go ahead, Brittany. You, you, so it was two years ago. Nick and I are working the Clash Strongman Contest. And, you know, we've been helping athletes all day. We finally found a gym. It's called Lava Fitness. I was like, okay, can't be that bad. So we walk in. We have Martins. Mm -hmm. We had Rob Kearney. Yep. Sonia. So there's like six large humans, I guess I'll call us, walking mm -hmm. into this gym. That seems like a commercial gym. But there is there is a back to it that kind of has like some normal equipment so we're all being very competitive we called it tricep day right so we're doing like mm -hmm. i don't know nick what were you close grip benching like 405 with your torn pack yeah or torn yeah. Lat, excuse with my, me with my torn lat yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't know so we're just doing grip contest pull-up contest and we decided to just do a body weight dip contest and me and nick pretty much killed everyone so we just decided to make it an annual tradition yeah. i like it so what so get, let's let's talk about there were six of you guys. <clears throat> you and Nick were on the top. Who who was better the two of you guys? We Pretty tied the first year. You literally tied. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. But, now, you'd think of the all the play year. of all the rep. It's not like it's a, you know, that's that's crazy. So the first so you literally tied them. What about the people below you? Who was next? I don't even remember because they weren't anywhere near us, so no, it wasn't even like their second place think, wasn't even second I think place. Trey got Trey got what like 10, 12? Yeah, Sonia didn't do it, and Martins got – Martins got a lot of pull-ups, but I don't remember what he got for dips, not a lot. Mm -mm. Ben, yeah. were you watching the second year? Were you part of the second year? Were you watching, or were you actually participating? I was 
Well, then you got to get late. What happened? I'm sure you put down some big numbers. Shit, you're you're a very unique individual, as strong as an oxen with the physique you got. I'm sure that you didn't just roll over for this competition of dips. Well, we go into this gym, and I, so there's like the back room's actually pretty nice, and like Nick is there. This is my first time meeting them, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, sh- what the hell am I supposed to do to impress Nick best when like I'm. Like we got other the plane, like, other than having these. like there's no way I can squat anything. So they have a hack squat thing. So I just pull up my you know shorts as high as I can so my quads look good and just do a bunch <laughs> of hack squats. And then I'm like, okay, Ben, we're gonna go do a dip contest. And I can't even breathe, right? Like it's a million <laughs> degrees in South Carolina. And they're like, okay. I'm like, sure, whatever, I'll give it a shot. The whole time I'm so hot, I'm trying not to pass out. So I'm just telling myself to breathe and breathe, and they're counting in the back. And they get to like thirty or forty. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. And that, yeah, that's that's really all I remember. Nick won. He was very impressive. Nick, what do you get? Fifty-two. Fifty-three. I got one for yeah. every year. So, oh, there we go, baby. Yeah. Um, there we go. You got forty-seven then. Just forty-seven. Yeah, nice. he did forty-seven. I, I yeah, I was gonna say part. something tells me that he wasn't that far behind. You know, it's, that's just the nature. He's 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 playing coy. I love it. He's no, back. no. He, he did so like, many. I had to throw it into like another gear. Yeah, I was gonna say, see, like you, another you can see it. You can see it the way that he bent. He's sitting back. He's got a big T-shirt on. He's just trying to kind of fly into the radar. The reason we have you on here, brothers, because. We want to exploit what a crazy set of a bitch you are in a good way, you know? So <laughs> if you oh, thank you. feel free to, to boast a little bit, you know? <laughs> lean forward. Make myself look bigger. Yeah, there you go. No, no, no. His legs are so big, dude. John, his well, legs I, are I, gargantuan. I, we've never met in person, but I've seen, I've you know, he put some yeah. pretty crazy training videos up, you know? Oh, so yeah. talk about some, let's talk about some max numbers. You guys are both crazy strong. Uh, what's your ladies first? For what list? Because strong man's mine. <laughs> what? Just go with your favorite to least favorite. How's that? Okay. Favorite is Atlas Stones. Okay. And my best lift in competition was 300 pound stone, which Nick was right there for me. Mm-hmm. And then best training was 330 to 52 inches. Nice. That was a pretty big one for me. Yeah, I was pretty excited yeah. about that. So Stones forever Dude. my favorite. Um, I've done a yeah. 700 yoke for 60 feet under 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, farmer is 240 per hand, 60 feet, which beats most of the men because my grip is better. I love, <laughs> it. I love it. And then, okay, so then I'll get squat, my best squat ever, 425. Bench, two, 245, 250. I didn't lock out total. Deadlift, 475. And. I think that's everything. Strict press, one fifty for nice. two. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So many of the male listeners, because we're almost all male audience, are listening to this, going, "Damn it! I wish that I could do some of those numbers." <laughs> 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 all right. So Ben, what do you got? You're crazy strong, and you got the physique to back it up, which is even better because there's one thing to be strong. There's another thing to be strong and look fucking good when you're doing it. You got both those covered, brother. So let's hear you. Let's start here. You start spitting out some numbers. My best meet, I went 799 squat, 424 bench, and 815 deadlift at 198. Um, oh and really, other than the bench, I haven't done much more than those. I've squatted 805 in the gym. 
uh, and I've tripled 815 on deadlift. Um, and I've that's, been that's, that's where we got that beautiful deadlift face that you always post. Yep. That's, that's, that's good shit right there, brother. I love it. <clears throat> so it, obviously now wrap bodybuilding into this. How does bodybuilding enter the equation? Um, for me, I was trying to stay in the 181 class for powerlifting uh, to put up some numbers there. And it was just so small for me. I kept getting hurt. I was eating like nothing and still training heavy and probably too often. And uh, I, I just got frustrated and was like, okay, I got I to gotta take a break from this, do something else. So I started uh, I did my first bodybuilding show in the summer of 2019 in Classic and didn't do very well. Um, I got 10th at Nationals that year and, you know, don't have the, the right structure for Classic. So tried going up. Um, competed as a super heavy in 2020 and did about the same. I got eighth at nationals that year. And then, uh, last year I got my pro card, uh, at USA as, as a super. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, and that's the, that's the contest to get it in right there. You know, once you, once fun. you get your, once you get your pro card in the USA as you're on the map, there's no other way to look at it. You know, have you competed how many as a pro, how many times have you competed? I haven't competed as a pro yet. Oh no shit. Yeah, I'm so be, after that, to see that after that uh after USA's I was already uh, signed up to do a powerlifting meet, um, the Pioneer Open Pioneer is one of my sponsors, and I ended up tweaking my quad, not not anything bad or anything, but it was like a month out and I didn't have time to really rehab it very much. So I I think I did I think I took three hundred on squat down three hundred kilos of so six sixty, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and bench 464. So it was like a bad meet. Um, but uh, yeah, since then, I've been kind of wavering, going back and forth on what I want to do next. So that's the reason at the moment. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You, what, what do you, what a, a bodybuilding, obviously, a prep for bodybuilding is kind of a different creature. Do you, you uh, talk, talk to us about how you deal with that? Is it something that you kind of get into and you kind of embrace, or is it something you just kind of hold your breath and get through? Oh no, prep is easy. I love prep. Like I have a fast metabolism, so like dieting is super easy. Like I feel comfortable during prep. Off season is miserable. I just have to eat so much, and like I've had to cut back on my training because I, I was training not even that much, like five days a week. Um, but like that was just too much for me to be able to to get enough food down. So yeah, the the prep is way way easier and more fun for me than than trying to put on size. So this is where <clears throat> listeners are going. That set of a bitch. He can eat whatever he wants. He doesn't have hard time getting lean. He's fucking cock strong, and he's got this hot chick to his right. God, to his right. God damn it! This this guy's really pissing me off. And that's a huge compliment to you, brother. That's cool oh, stuff, you. man. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? He's, like, he's the only body brother I've ever met. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, he sticks to his meal plan. So we ate ice we, cream for the first time. This past weekend. Wow. You know, the interesting thing about, about, you know, sticking to your diet, it actually really helps in terms of building you. And when you, when you're constantly tracking, you have a much better grip on what it takes to, to put on good tissue. You know, That's when your diet, when your diet's loose, you don't really know exactly where to go to go from point A to point B. So <clears throat> tracking your diet like that is actually really helpful, obviously both sides of the fence. So yep. I totally get it. What like to, let's talk about your diet. So Ben, obviously you're very regimented. What's an average day of, of eating for you? Say in off season, because that's where you are now, correct? 
Yeah, I try to get so it's um, I try to get down about 600 grams total of rice. Uh, that's uncooked, so I don't even know what it is cooked. Uh, uncooked. And then, uncooked. Yeah. Holy shit. That's a fucking, yeah. it could feed fucking China. That's a lot of rice, brother. It's a lot. It's a whole lot. And then, Jesus uh, Christ. No wonder you talk about how it's hard time getting all the food in. God damn. Yeah. I know how much that rice that is. I'm very familiar with how much. <laughs> that's a lot of rice. That's a lot of rice. <laughs> I, I, I eat like that, but yeah, that's a lot of rice. It, it takes a while to get down. And then uh, it's about about a pound and a half of chicken breast or ground beef. Like kind of mix mix that one up. Um, so that's like if I can get all that down, I'm pretty good. It's all, like also four eggs, cup and a half of egg whites, um, eight slices of bread, two bananas. You got it down to the tea, literally to yeah, the tea. Two bagels and then um, there's another meal in there. And then there's like one serving of fats with every the cream of No, Well, I count that with the regular. Oh, okay. so, <laughs> um, so, so now that we see how regimented you are, and Brittany chimed in a little while ago, said we ate ice cream for the first time. How did that make you feel? Because I've been in that situation where a female will get me to come off my groove. And you know, I'm eating it going, yeah, this is good. On the inside, I'm going, you fucking pussy, you gave in. You know, what were you thinking when you were eating ice cream? Well, I mean, it's off season, right? The goal is to gain weight, which I've been struggling with. So it's not like it doesn't feel one way or the other. It's like I'm just so sick of eating that nothing really tastes good. That's what sucks. Yeah. It's like yeah. you can have yeah. a cheat meal. It's not gonna it's gonna help you if anything, because you're getting more calories in, but it's like I'm sitting there eating this and not even enjoying it because I've been eating all day long and I just want to not eat. That's yeah, the hard yeah. part. Yeah, yeah that's, no, I that's that's for sure. When you look at food and go, it, it becomes a major job. That's that's a hard place to be. It really is. Yep. So Brittany, let's hear about you. What's diet like for you? So I have to be careful because I gain muscle really, really easily. And so oh, I actually hold have to on, say, hold on, hold on. Let's wait, 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 bodybuilder and I want to stay in woman's physique and I also want to stay around my weight class for a middleweight strong woman. So I stay pretty low protein. I'm between like mm -hmm. 160 and 180 grams right now. And I've gotten as low in physique prep as 110 grams a day for weeks at a time. So it's hard because I'm kind of always hungry even in off season. Like I can always eat. So I'm jealous when Ben so, talks about force feeding. Yeah. Very foreign so. concept to me. So how do you, yes, I, I, that's, I can totally understand where you're coming from that. It's like something you've never experienced before. So let's talk about prep for you. How is prep for you? For when I like for physique. Yeah. 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 Forget. Oh, I love it. It's, it's hard, but I love it. You know, actually Ben and I were having this conversation on Friday, how he was saying like, oh, I think, you know, bodybuilding prep is hard for you and easy for me. Because it, it is, he said, you know, it's easy for him. For me, no, I have to do like two hours of cardio. I'm starving all the time, but I love it. It's easier than a strength sport in the sense of like not getting hurt and well, you seeing know, your body. You, you get instant gratification pretty much every couple yeah. hours in physique. Yeah. Well, this actually is quite interesting because 
the fact that, you know, one of like Ben is easier for you and more difficult, uh, Brittany, for you, that's probably going to work out really well when you guys go into, if you ever guys ever go into preps together, you know, like my wife and I, uh, we've done some preps together and there's been some sticky moments in those, those preps for sure. <laughs> oh, <I got laughs> <You know? it. clears throat> yeah. Cause see, she, she's one of these. And, and I say this to her face, so I'm not talking about her back. I say, I, I say, God damn it. I was, I call her, it's like, she pisses me off as she's like this, this bitch. And I say with love, she's my badass bitch. I mean, fuck. She at 15 years old, she would have kicked my ass. She had abs. She had, she just had the genetics to, up for it. So she can actually diet and get in shape very easily, but it's just kind of like, she doesn't have to do much. So I'm the flip side. I got to fucking, I'm like you, Brittany. I got to do everything to get in shape. Ben and my wife are just, they just kind of look at a fucking, stationary bike and they start getting ripped you know <laughs> so yeah. do you guys have plans to to do uh any prep for obviously bodybuilding or physique at the same time we've been going back and forth about this has been really hard for us because we both are really really like itching and antsy to compete it's been about a uh almost a year for you yeah he won his pro card in july so almost a full year and i competed in september so probably the longest time in both of our careers. And so we're trying to move. That's kind of first on the priority list. But, you know, I think that Ben and I will, we want to be lifelong athletes. So we try to be intelligent about everything that we do because we all know what goes into, you know, different sports, especially when you want to excel in strength and bodybuilding. It's a tough balance. So we don't have anything on the table yet. We've been, we talk about this almost every day together because we're, we're uh, going a little crazy. <laughs> But no, that I mean, that is a really tough balance. Like myself, I had them separated, so I never did them both at the same time. But doing them at the same time, it's a much different balancing act, you know, for sure. You know, the fact that you guys can do it and you're together makes it this much more exciting. I'm, I'm really excited to watch both of you guys get on stage next time, you know, for sure. Thanks. I have yeah. a question. Yeah, fire away, brother. That's good so shit. when you're – the difference between bodybuilding and training for strength – the weights and the rep schemes are usually very different. How do you guys deal with that? And what's the difference in those? Because a lot of kids, a lot of people just don't understand the type of training for bodybuilding and the type of training for, for powerlifting or, or strong one, strong man, strong woman. Can you explain that a little bit since you do them both? So I think you nailed it. You should say exercising versus training. Say what? Exercising versus training. Oh yeah, he has a great analogy that I like. Well, yeah. So, like from a kind of just high level standpoint, bodybuilding training feels more like exercising, right? Where there's not, if you don't hit a specific weight or number of reps, or it's not really the end of the world. You can push yourself in other ways. So there's that big mm -hmm. mental difference that for me, it's like I like that adrenaline rush of oh, I I could destroy myself with this weight. Like I could, you know, get <laughs> hurt or like whatever. Um, so it's a little bit more boring for me in that regard, but it's also, it's challenging in a different way because the type of focus that it takes um, to maintain a, uh, maintain a pump really throughout the entire course of a session is a challenge in itself. And I like that. So I, I can get on board from the mental side of either one. I think from a more of a practical standpoint, uh, if you're trying to train for both, the difficulty is even though they can be complementary. Um, you have to structure the sections so differently that I don't think you can do them literally at the same time. 
Um, so I've had the most success when I separate, and still doing both in the course of the week, but separate my uh, hypertrophy work from my strength work. Uh, I can focus on each one a little bit more individually and still get very good results for both. That You said something that's really interesting there. You said when you do them both in the same week. So talk to us about that because – you know, that's, that's okay. taking two very different types of training and merging them in a, in a small time frame. And I know our listeners would love to hear some of this. Okay, sure. So I think there's two, two skills that you need to learn uh, if you want to do both at the same time. The first is how to manage your nutrition. And I think that one's kind of obvious. Like everybody's going to the gym, like on an empty <laughs> stomach, having eaten for hours, they get no pump, like it feels shitty, they're out of energy, like it goes very poorly. So if you want to train for any sort of hypertrophy work, you at least have to know your nutrition, nutritional needs enough to be able to go into a session being pretty well fueled. If you go into that session and you're well fueled, but you start off with a bunch of heavy work, by the time that heavy work's done, you're going to be depleted and tired and everything. And if you try and do your pump work after that, you're going to get the same result as if you had gone in not having eaten, right? Like you're still going to be flat and tired and not get much out of it. So you have to separate the sessions just because of those nutritional needs. The flip side, you can do your heavy stuff after the light stuff, but then you're tired for the heavy stuff. You can't lift as heavy. So they need to be separated up. I also think for the vast majority of people, you can't ignore the strength stuff completely because A, I think it takes a different type of mental toughness that carries over very well. Um, but B, when you're doing the strength work, your technique needs to be so dialed in um, that, and if it's not, you're not going to be able to lift the weight, right? You might have the muscles that you need to bench 500 pounds, but if your bench technique is shit, you're probably going to struggle with 400. Yeah. So doing that strength work forces you to kind of dial in the technique, dial in the movement patterns and learn how to control your body in a way where even when you get to weights that are near maximal, you don't break down in terms of technique. You can do that yeah. with the with hypertrophy work, but it's different when it's such <clears> high rep. It doesn't take the same amount of focus and it doesn't take the same amount of muscular control, honestly, to maintain your technique at the end of a set of 20 reps of lateral raises as it does for a max effort squat. So you're mm -hmm. going to learn that ability to maintain technique under pressure from the strength stuff. So you can separate the workouts out like that. The exact structure of it, I don't think is super important. I think for most people, you can really look at it very similar to the, the way a lot of people structure conjugate training, right? Where you have speed work and then you have your max effort work. Well, instead of that, you can just have your, your hypertrophy work and your strength work, and they're going to be complementary um, purely from a training perspective, but then you need to make sure that you have your nutrition aligned. You need to make sure you have your programming aligned too so that like you're not doing a whole bunch of chest work the day before a heavy bench session. You're not doing a whole bunch of you know hamstring work the day before heavy squats. Um, but I've, I've done – I think the – when I was in – T Taylor, my training partner, Taylor, and I went to Tampa for six weeks to train at MI40 before USAs. We were training. We had seven or eight sessions a week. So just a typical bro split where you're doing chest and shoulders, back, legs and arms for bodybuilding sessions. And then after back day, we would go to the gym later and we would have a heavy bench session. We'd do that again after arm day, have another heavy bench session. Uh, before legs, we would do our heavy squats. And then um, after I can't remember the other day, but then we'd have a separate day for deadlifts, right? So we still had two traditional kind of training splits. Um, we just kind of crammed them into one week and arranged the days such that they didn't overlap too much. And that worked really well. Interesting. Brittany, do wow. you kind of hybrid the different training styles too, or do you separate them 
or do you not combine them in the same week? Yeah, that's a really good question. So bodybuilding, mm -hmm. I committed to trying to actually train like a bodybuilder and it has been the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around because coming, so I'll, I'll kind of go back. So how I trained for strongman was a lot different than most competitors. And a lot of people thought I was doing too much like hypertrophy and too much endurance training. But the way I look at it for strongman, it's like, yeah, you need to hit these heavy lifts, but you also have a lot of max distance. You have yeah. max reps and you Time don't limits. know what's going to happen. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I kind of always train for strongman a little bit different, which is how I actually got into bodybuilding was I was training with a few different people and they were like, wow, you, you train, you train like a bodybuilder. I'm like, oh, well, you didn't see my actual training session. These are just my accessories that I like to. I like to maybe uh, add a little bit too much. So yeah, yeah. for me right now, I'm actually kind of dealing with a little bit of an injury. So it's been like a blessing in disguise because I'm learning to not train as hard. Actually, since I moved here, <laughs> I feel like I've been on like an extended deload. And it's been amazing to me that my physique actually, like I'm actually growing. And yeah, I'm putting a little bit of fat on, but I know that's part of the process and like what needs to be done. Because if it were up to me, and I think when I retire, I want to be one of those people that's athletic, lean. I want to be able to go run a mile in seven minutes. I want to be able to squat 315 all the time. Like I want to be able to kind of do everything. But obviously with bodybuilding, like you can't do that because you'll crash and burn and not, you know, build. Literally, it's bodybuilding, right? So mm -hmm. you need to build up to it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so do you guys, in terms of clearly, you've been together for a fairly short period of time, but you've had a lot of background in terms of, development by yourselves do you guys do you guys kind of uh how do you deal with you guys like talk with each other about how you do things or you kind of just i'm doing this i'm doing this to keep things nice and simple how does that work with you guys like for example my wife and i if we're going to train at the same time she's on the other side of the goddamn building <laughs> <laughs> you know there's no yeah. you know I, I might ask her for a spot or vice versa but it's it's there's no input on me telling her what's going on in her workout is that how is it for you guys we do a little bit of both i think that again right now because we don't have like very clear like we're doing a show this date it's really yeah. challenging to go in and do off-season workouts especially when you don't have specific numbers to hit so i think our biggest priority is just make sure we each feel like we we got some valuable training in uh, but we've been trying to do posing together like putting each other through rounds um and we've done some other types of like we've been doing ab work together which is helpful for me because i would always rather skip abs um <laughs> stuff like that yeah and he helps me a lot too um with the powerlifting background too in terms of like because you know and i'll be the first to admit like strong man like i i love squatting benching mm -hmm. and deadlifting but obviously like ben's the one he's he's been dissecting my technique which makes me actually really want to go back to strength sports because it's helped a lot immensely like he really opened up my stance for deadlift um working on how i haven't been bracing properly for years because in strongman it's like you know you just do what you gotta do um or powerlifting is so like you have to do everything perfect um but that, yeah, he's been helping me unfortunately like you know he does rare delts a lot and i do hamstrings a lot and i wish i could train arms as much as him because it's fun but like i said earlier mine would just i could i would have huge even bigger arms than I already do now. So I kind of like skip out on some stuff that he does. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you guys have kind of a good little mesh of 
you know, <clears throat> working together, helping each other and, you know, in, in ways that's productive for your training and your relationships. So more power to you. Great job, guys. No. You know, the, the question will be in, you know, in a decade, if you guys are still sitting next to each other on the couch here, we'll, ha we'll have to have you back in a decade if you guys are still together and have the same conversation, because time tends to change this equation quite a bit. <laughs> Wouldn't you say, Nick? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the, I remember the, in the beginning, oh, it's so fun to go get a workout. There's like, you know, with my wife and it was, oh, every, we're, you know, you can, oh yeah, we'll do this. We'll do that. Now it's like, no, I'm doing this period. You want to do that? You, I'm, I'm doing this, you know, that's so, cool. It's that funny you, guys you say that because <laughs> it's funny you say that because I've lived alone for four years with just me and my dog. And then I came here and I don't have anyone. And we like literally work together, have to train together. So we haven't fought that bad, really. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's so it'll good. be, yeah. When we move and we have a little more space, and that'll be that'll actually make our training better. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, well, Kelly know, does CrossFit now, so it's like I saw that. Yeah, the training differences between the two of us are very different now. So mm -hmm. it's it's, but she'll still come in and call my dip in the squat, and she'll still come in and help me get my head right when I'm trying to squat super heavy or like I did 660 for seven this week on the squats and I saw she, that. What are you training for? Uh, there's a master's clash and the, it's going to be 660 for reps is the first event on the squats. So and, they didn't learn from the last event that the spotters have to do so much work on that. Uh, the squat depends that they're just going to do it again. Yeah. Yeah, they're, yes, they're going to do that again. And then they have a 13-inch deadlift with 700 pounds for reps, um, a 275 axle clean and press for reps, a 850 yoke down and back, a 310 farmers, 50 feet down, 50 feet back, and 50 feet down again, and then a uh, sandbag medley. So it's – and he wants to do it all in about two and a half hours. Oh, so And when is that? Uh, July 25th. Awesome. Yeah. Where is it? I'm uh, bummed, it's, man. Saint, it's in uh, Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, so Chad called and asked if I could come and do the announcing with uh, Nice, yeah. but we've yeah. got a family vacation. We've already got our our, uh, our place in Tahoe. We're going to be at a two week stretch. It's right in the middle of our, our, of our time in Tahoe. So it was like, I was bummed. I'll have to make sure years in the future that doesn't happen, but that yeah, would have been. <clears throat> So it's going to be, be pretty, cool. Yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting. So she's doing CrossFit and I'm getting ready for that. So she comes in and helps me get my head right when I'm, I'm, I'm I got to pull the reps or, you know, I got to got to squat the reps. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you guys, you guys have so much in common, you know, and this is just me obviously been in a relationship with a, another Nick. You could kind of attest mm -hmm. for the same thing. You guys have so much in common. The, the when the time comes and you do have cross where you cross with each other, you're frustrated with each other. It's just circumstantial shit that will blow away because mm -hmm. when all the dust settles, you guys really have the most important thing is that you guys love the same shit. And, you know, it, it, to find another person on the planet that is like that and you're attracted to and you get along with, I mean, you, it, ben, you did a pretty damn good job uh, getting in the DMs and getting where you needed to be, brother. You know? <laughs> 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 I 
sorry. If anyone, if anyone's listening, don't do heart emojis. You know, he was, he was smart. He said something about my squad. Oh, well, so this yeah. is good. So for, 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 for our listeners that are trying to, for our listeners. I don't know. What, what is a heart emoji? No heart emojis, you know, because people can be very sketchy on Instagram. Yeah, no heart emojis, no fire emojis. Yeah, he said something about my squat, and I was like, oh, cool. All right. <laughs> So th- this is good. So Brittany, so because there's plenty of dudes that that try to make a move with on on a female on Instagram. So give them a quick tutorial. What what are they not supposed to be doing? You said no emojis. What what type of uh, what was it that that uh, made you be open to Ben's DM conversation? Obviously, you said something about your so squat. Actually, so there's so helpful I- information there. Yeah, he said he said that requires a lot of mental toughness, and I was like. Well, I was failing the squat, so not really, but okay. <laughs> um, but no, it was actually one of his posts I read. It was right after he won his pro card, and it said he was now, I quote, pound for oh, pound. Pound, pound. <laughs> he was like, basically, he was saying that he was one of the strongest bodybuilders, and I was like, well, that's my goal too, because I don't, I didn't like how there was a separation in sports. You know, I think that it's it's getting better now. There's a few people that have crossed over. But I thought that that was really. Yeah. Ah. Oh, dude, are they? They're Nick, you're still here. They're, they'll they're they'll come back. Just give it a second. Yeah. <clears throat> this is this will be really helpful. All of our all of our men that are trying to think of how they can put a move on Instagram. Brittany's giving them the inside <laughs> scoop here. <laughs> how long oh are they going to be froze here? I don't know. Makes me sad. They'll come back, hopefully. Well, it won't be too long. Oh, they're, they're, they, were, they were so much fun to hang out with and train with. They're, well, we got Ben. There we go. Yeah, so there we go. My phone over Yeah, her phone shut down. Oh, oh look at that. Look how fast you were, guys. We're back. This is wow. good. This is, holy shit. That's good stuff. So we'll just go right back to the question. We'll go right back to the question. So ultimately. I don't know, I guess. What so was the question? Me, I forgot already. Brenda, you were punt. You were given. You were basically given all of our male listeners a tutorial, a, a tutorial okay. on on how to put a move on somebody on Instagram and and not and have it work. I should say. So basically, just use your brain. Don't every girl is getting you know compliments on what she looks like. Like, be smart. Like, say something about you know if she's passionate about squats. Ben was smart. Ben clearly knew I like to squat, so he said something about it. And he asked good so, questions. So it was, so it was really, it was, it was conversation with some substance that actually yes, interested you. Exactly. Not I just some, that to him. Yeah. not just some bar compliment, you know, boy, you look good, honey, or some crap like exactly. that. Exactly. Okay. So everybody listening, if you're trying to put a move on somebody on the Instagram, you heard it. This is what you got to do. You know what not to do and you know what to do. And you're hearing it from a high powered couple here. So Ben, good job. And for all those of you that were getting ready to send a DM with some terrible compliment of someone's ass, don't push tent. <laughs> so, I love it. So Ben, how, so let's, let's go a little deeper into this. So you basically, clearly you were like this, this chick, this lady, whatever you were thinking has a lot that interests me. 
right? You guys have so much in common. Did it come down to think, man, I, I want to get to know this girl? Is it that simple? Um, honestly. <laughs> Brittany's shaking her head. <laughs> yeah, she's all the way across the country. I'm like, well, she'll be fun to talk to, whatever. Like, I, I really didn't think anything would come of it. And, uh, yeah, I did want to learn about stones. I was thinking about doing that Charmian show with Taylor, and I was like, oh, she can tell me how to do these, and it would be fun to talk. And I was like, I wasn't going to fly across the country to meet somebody, but she was, like, really into it. And, like, a weekend, she's like, so are you ever going to meet me in real life? Because I don't just text for fun. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Well, but, but if you break that down, that's that's for let's let's leave gender out of it. That's a person who's basically is is about action. Let's let's not just waste time with that's with what I said. going back and forth. It's like if we're gonna do this, let's do this. There's no it's either on or off, right? Yeah, she's like, sorry, I'm really direct. I'm like, no, that's good. That way I don't have to make it I don't have guess, I'm not playing games. Yeah. You go know, right where you stand. Exactly. That is that is music to a male's ears when this say being direct because that that's the worst thing when you're trying to have a conversation you and, and you want to be direct but you're afraid to be direct and a female gives you the green light that's perfect so that that worked um this has all happened for the right reason you guys are a cool couple i can see this relationship going in a lot of fun directions as time moves forward so <clears throat> we're going to definitely definitely have to have you guys come back on in say a year and see where everything is led you know a year and then again in 10 years. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. Well, if you guys keep doing what you're doing, we'll probably have you back on, you know, every several so times. Because, before yeah, that, because yeah. you're, you guys are going to always have some interesting shit to talk about. <laughs> so, okay. So what would you guys, or since we're on the couple stuff, so what would you guys, in terms of there are all sorts of couples all over the planet for that matter, USA, especially that look at you guys and they're trying to become what you guys are in terms of a couple that are trying to get to an elite level. What advice would you give to that couple? Oh God. Like they're athletic. Like, what do you mean by that? So you got couples that are both involved in what you guys are doing, but they're trying to get where you are. So I understand from a couple standpoint, you guys only have four months of advice to give, but what would you guys say in terms of, what advice would you give to those that are trying to get where you are? No, I think I get it. So for me, and at least until recently, up until I did get that pro card, I was always really focused on the end goal. And that was the most important thing to me. And like, I think you guys both mentioned, you know, when you have to make sacrifices mm -hmm. uh, because you have other shit going on in your lives, whether it's relationship or something else, it feels like, okay, it's kind of taken away from my goal where I want to end up. And I mean, honestly, I think to some extent that mindset is helpful because it ensures that you're going to stay focused. But at the same time, it takes a lot of the fun out of it. And once you get there, it's like you're not going to be satisfied. If you're in any one of these sports, you're never going to be satisfied with where you get. You're always going to want more. You're always going to want to be able to keep doing it or have the next competition. going to sound like fun. So it's not like there's really any actual end. And I think if you can look at it that way and just kind of slow down a little bit, and enjoy the, this sounds, I don't even want to say this because it sounds so fucking corny, but like, enjoy the process. It will, no matter what the results are, I think you'll have a better time of it. And I do think you'll get better results because if you fucking hate your life just to get the, get to the end goal, you, you can't push to the same level as if you really enjoy it. I think that's great advice, brother. That's extremely good advice. Brittany, what, what would yeah. you say? 
No, I agree. And again, not to sound cliche, but like when you make it a lifestyle, right? Because I know a lot of competitors that will be at the top of their game, win everything for years, and then just kind of fall off and like stop doing everything. But I try for me every day, like I try to think of when I'm going to the gym, even if I'm not doing a workout that I don't particularly love, I try to think of like one thing that I'll be excited for. I try to look back at my notes and look back at like, oh, wow, like I only benched 205, but you know, two years ago, I couldn't have done this after I, you know, did shoulders the day before or something like that. Like, I just try to rewire my brain so mm-hmm. that I'm so excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Very cool. So what was, let's talk about inspirations. You guys, I'm sure have had at least an inspiration, maybe two along the way. Who have your inspirations been? Okay. So, uh, I think Dan Green was my first one. Mm-hmm. Um, Savage. He was the first person I saw. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I want to look and lift like that. Um, and then Dave Tate was another big one. I uh, The funny story about this shirt, I actually got this in undergrad. Um, that was, oh, God, it was a very long time ago. I graduated in 2009. So um, got this shirt in undergrad. They were having a big sale. It's Elite FTS. It says Extra Extra Medium on it. And... I, it's a 3X and I bought it. I weighed, I probably, it would have been my junior year. So I probably weighed like a buck 90, something like that. Um, and so this shirt was like a fucking bed sheet on me. I was like, I'm going to grow into this shirt. And it took me, <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's cool because Elite FTS was one of the very few sources of information on training back then. And they were also one of my very first sponsors. So Dave's always been a really good mentor to me. And, when I think about, okay, what do I still want to accomplish? Um, a lot of that goes back to kind of like the, the live, learn, pass on motto that they have, I think, uh, resonates yeah. a lot. I'd say those two guys. Yeah. Right on. What about you, Brittany? I would say mine. So growing up, I read her biography probably once a month. Um, Flojo, who uh, printer. Jesus. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. She was, I mean, she inspired me too. You know? So yeah, she actually almost got, her gold medal taken away in 92, I believe in Barcelona because her nails were too long and the way she dressed. And I always like cared about clothes and things like that. And I kind of got a lot of shit when I was first competing for how I looked, like why are you wearing makeup when you compete? And now it's totally different. Like now all the girls, you know, pretty much wear makeup and stuff, but I got a lot of shit for that. So she was a huge- Brittany, because you are a badass bitch, and I mean that in the best way, and that's what the sport needs. Needs badass bitches in there, lifting heavy shit, looking sexy. That's exactly what you should be doing, and, and I love it. Keep it up, man. You're doing a well, great job. Well, I just need it as a way to express yourself, too, more than- Hell yes. Thing. So her and then uh, Eric Dawson, <clears throat> who owns Titan Barbell, who's a pro strongman, and he told me right when I was first getting into training- he told me that none of this shit matters if you're not a good person. And he said, there's a lot of shitty people in this world. Mm-hmm. Don't be one of them. Um, and his yeah, mentality at the gym was like, you can always work harder. You're never going to be the strongest. And that just was kind of how I, that was like my training environment. So I really looked up to that. Yeah, that's really cool. <clears throat> really cool. Yeah, no, I, I think the whole idea, like what you said, when you started off, you know, focusing on, you know, obviously being a great athlete, but doing it with some swag and looking good and wearing your makeup, that that's just you. That's your form of expression. You're happier doing what you do that way. And I fucking love it. So I think the fact that you helped kind of that movement 
open that up for more people, more ladies like yourself. I, my hat's mm -hmm. off to you. That's good shit. So keep it up. Keep that up. That's, I love it. <laughs> so, <clears throat> okay. So let's go, let's go into, uh, if you guys got to jump in a time machine, uh, obviously this would be separate because you, as a couple, you could, you'd lose track of each other four months ago. So Ben, you get the time machine. You can go back to any part of your life and you get to give your young self one piece of advice. What would it be? Ooh a good question yeah that is a good question um let's see what would you say <laughs> <laughs> brandon you're gonna have the same question so if you've already got it you can take that off fire yeah. answer, yeah, you answer first. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I would tell myself because i constantly try to remind myself of this to stop rushing for the next big thing because I always have been very goal oriented. I've always like written down what I want to happen by X date. I still do that. And it's tough because I feel like it takes away from appreciating like the little things like, you know, like enjoying your workout or when you have a client that does something awesome or even like things like this, you know, this is like forcing me, I'm not going to lie, like doing a podcast might stress me out a little bit. Sometimes I'm like, all right, I gotta, you know, my cream of rice, that I haven't eaten yet. It's over there. I'm starving. I'm thinking about that. And, you know, I did my workout a little bit earlier than usual, cut it a little bit short. So, but just, yeah, stop rushing everything, trying to be more present. I would have told myself when I was chasing my pro card for strongman, that's all I cared about. I, yeah. You know, on that level, sometimes the things that force you out of your groove a little bit are far more helpful than we realize at the time. You know, I, I, I would have to, it, that's, that's something I would tell myself as well, because I sometimes get too focused on the rhythm. Sometimes can the pattern, the rhythms that I live by, they can also sometimes become almost like my own prison walls. That makes sense. Sometimes something mm -hmm. breaking me out of my rhythm a little bit is actually really productive. So I totally understand where you're coming from. Yep. Ben. Okay. Oh, brother. Yeah. I got a good answer. So I was in uh, the Stark Center is the name of the place where I worked at Texas. And there was a visiting scholar who was actually a journalist. And he was very interested in uh, jumping, particularly dunk of basketball. That's what he wanted to learn about. And so this is like this skinny ass white dude, nerdy academic guy who wants to learn to dunk a basketball. So he comes to the Stark Center to get advice on training for jumping. And... So he's interviewing people around the around the center, and he sits down with me, and we talk. And he's talking about his trainer, Gold's Gym, and how it doesn't push him very hard. And um, he starts asking me about my training, and you know what it means to me, and everything. And at the time, this was you know before I touched any sort of PED. I was uh, I had recently competed at USAPL Raw Nationals and deadlifted seven hundred pounds, and I finished second. This was at one eighty one, and I was you know feeling really good about what I accomplished. So I still with all my academic work. It's like, you know what? I've done a really good job as a powerlifter. I'm, you know, doing a really good job on my PhD. I'm probably going to get a good job after I finish. Like, just felt like I really had my life together. And I told him, you know, it's like, I love this stuff. Like, I love the shit out of it. But, like, if I couldn't do it, that would be okay. Like, I have all these other things that, like, I'm really interested in. And he, he gives me this weird look. And he's like, I don't believe that. I don't believe that you could just, like, walk away from this. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm pretty sure I could. 
So if I had that time machine, I would go back and I would tell myself to remember that because a couple years later, when I did graduate, I decided not to go work in academia. I decided to work for myself and start coaching and competing full time. And for a little while, I lost that. I lost that, you know, kind of diversity in my life and the fact that like, if you took training away, I would still have plenty of other stuff that I was focused on and interested in passionate pursuing. So I kind of got back there to some degree, training still like a huge part of my life. Uh, but I think had I just remembered that at that time when I decided not to, uh, not to get an academic job, I think I could have saved myself a lot of stress and probably achieved more athletically too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah makes yeah. sense. Absolutely. You're, you Ben, you're some of the things you talk about, uh, you, you, you seem like an extremely smart dude, like way mm -hmm. smarter than we're getting a grip on here. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's no, he, true. Yeah, yeah. Air him out, Brittany. Air him out. Play him he's out. Also, they're also very humble. Why, why, don't, yeah, why don't you tell me where my wallet was this weekend? Oh, well, okay. Yeah, exactly. He's so smart. He can't do simple things yeah. that drive me absolutely crazy. Like this past Saturday, we were going to the Rainier mm -hmm. Classic. We had an Airbnb. You know, both of us to function properly need to train after a rest day just to like function around a lot of humans. So we plan to go to the gym. Ben can't find his wallet anywhere. So I'm like, you know what? Just get in the car. I'll deal with it later. Because I knew I was going to find it. I'm freaking out because I like I need a wallet. Like, you can't not have ID and credit card. And I'm like, we're, we're only three hours from home. But still, it's like, that's going to be a pain in the ass to replace. And we're moving at the end of the month. Yep. So anyway. Anyways, long story short, we went to the gym. He found his wallet. It was in his cooler inside an empty Tupperware. It wasn't empty, actually. It was kind of gross. Oh, why didn't you even tell me that part? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they say that all of the smartest people on the planet, they're really, really, they have all of this extra shit over here. But then, like Einstein, he walk around with his goddamn fly open all the time. So you got a little bit <laughs> of the Einstein effect. That's, that's where the part of our relationship because he's, he's really smart. I'm just normal. But I'm very organized, right? <laughs> and so I feel like Ben functions a little bit differently than me. So that's been challenging. So but Ben, fun. you know the you know the tests that you take coming out of high school, going into college. There's the SAT and the ACT. What did you score on those? I I got a 1580 on my SAT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's smart. No, no, like okay. So I I took it the first time, and the results come back. And my mom looks at it and goes, oh, they must have scored it wrong. you got to do it again. I'm like, God damn it. So I went to go do it again. Of course, it's after a football game, and I'm tired. I take the thing again, and she gets the results the second time. And she goes, well, I guess the first one wasn't a mistake after all. <laughs> <laughs> so a 1580, what's the fucking maximum score on that test? It was like sixteen hundred, and yeah, it's different yeah, it's now. Jesus Christ, that's well, insane. Well, that that tells the tale right there, you know. Wow, very cool, smart. I mean, I got to tell you, you guys are a hell, one hell of a cool couple. This has mm -hmm. been really fun talking with you guys. I know that you got busy lives to get to. I know, Brittany, you're looking at that cream of rice. You're you're ready to eat. So <laughs> I, I got one, I got one more question for you guys before we cut you loose. But here again, we we will have you back because you guys are mm -hmm. cool as shit. So <clears throat> you guys have already made this huge impact uh, on what you're doing athletically. Um, so the question is, you know, when when that's all gone, what what do you want to be remembered for? 
Can we talk about this the other yeah, is this as a couple or is this individual? <laughs> I mean, if, if we have this conversation, if we have another show in 10 years and you guys are still together, that will be part of the question. But right now, okay. this is individual. Okay. So whichever one of you wants to go first. Yeah, so we actually just, it's funny because all these questions, like Ben and I have really good conversations. We talk about this and I was telling him that the other day, like, yeah, I'm really proud of everything I've done athletically, but if I were to like die tomorrow, if I could know that I helped more women honestly like get under heavy weight because I see what that does for their life. Like I see them mm -hmm. leave abusive relationships, not be afraid yeah. to stab, like go after anything alone. So if I could help more women just show what strength can do honestly for their quality of life, then I guess I would die happy. So totally <laughs> awesome. No, and that's and that's that's I mean, of all the things that you could be remembered for you know, something like that, that that's changing lives that's really cool so that's that's i love it ben you got a big yeah. follow-up on this one brother you're gonna have to you have to swing for the fence now she put a big one on the table no i think mine's a lot smaller it's just um so like i talked about that story about the the journalist with the jumping thing and i talked about dave tate and how he's helped me with stuff like mm -hmm. i would just like i'd like to be able to help people just answer little questions like that um, just on an individual basis, nothing like I've had like enough social media experience to know, like, that's not going to be super fulfilling for me, like to have millions of followers or be remembered as some like celebrity or anything. But like, I've also struggled enough with those sorts of questions that like, if I can help people figure them out while they're really dealing with them, that, that would feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Awesome. I, and I love it because both of you guys, the root of both your answers is about you know, changing people's lives in a positive way. And that, that's fucking cool, man. Well, that's, that's actually cool. one more story I have, and then we can stop. So Please, That's why oh, I really liked Ben, because we were having conversations. And one time he asked me, I can't remember how we got to it, but something about, and we were newly talking, if I had any cool client stories, and that was the question. And he was telling me, yeah, we exchanged stories. And he, he basically talked about a guy that, you know, didn't really have any background. And then I can't remember his numbers, but he's powerlifting. Oh, Nick. Yeah. Nick, yeah. So, and then I had a story about how like a mom emailed me. So when he said that, because usually when you talk to people about clients, they'll start off with something negative, like a, like a funny negative yeah. story. He said something positive and mm -hmm. that like, I was like, okay, he really loves what he does, which is really important to me. So that was cool. So yeah, just a little story aside. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And, and hearing you guys talk amongst you, you know, literally as a couple is, is really fun because again, yeah. it's, you guys are these, both these huge figures individually, but to hear you guys interact as a couple is, is a, a, a dimension that people are going to be very interested in. And, and yeah. we really thank you for sharing, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Thanks, and again, yeah, thanks for coming on. We're going to definitely have you on the show again. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, is if you guys continue what you're doing, hell, we, we might be doing an annual thing, which would be a lot of fun, as long as you guys agree to it. So, yeah. Thank you, John. Nick, we'll see yeah, you soon. You. Yes, yeah. you will. Yeah. Yeah. Good there you have it, everyone. There's another edition of Legends of Iron. We have got one serious dynamic duo here for you. As a show, as a whole, we're always here to inspire you and help you become the best version of yourself. And if these two did not help you do that, I don't know what will. We'll see you next time. Legends of Iron is brought to you by Muscle Mix. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Uh -oh.
man. Yo, hey, yo, bro, what's wrong with you, man? What's wrong with you, bro? What's on your whole man? No, you need beef, bro. You need beef, man. Why? So what do you mean, why? What's wrong with you? Come on, yo, you got bro, they gonna have you go into the bathroom, man. You gonna mess up your stomach, man. This is lots of free, man. Come on, champ. Beef build muscle, bro. Drink it out, man. You gonna mess up yourself, man. I'm gonna try this. I'm trusting you. Take that, man. Thank you. Messing up my workout. Beef it up with carnivore, beef protein, isolate, 23 grams of protein, zero fat, zero sugar, zero lactose. What you waiting for? Beef it up.